Welcome to another Rise Up Country podcast. Hi, I'm John Ritter, and over the next few minutes, we're going to be spreading our message of hope and inspiration with two of country's biggest artists, Luke Bryan and Hardy. I mean, Luke is going to share with us about his documentary that he shot and all the great memories that he got to relive. And for Hardy, he's just a crazy guy and one exceptional writer. We're going to be talking about his song and his video, Give Heaven Some Hell. Plus, we're going to hear some stories from the stars of the Rise Up Country podcast, listeners just like you who call into our radio show and share their stories of hope and inspiration. First, let's go ahead and go to our sponsors. Oops, still looking for them. You're listening to the Rise Up Country podcast, and I want to play a conversation I have with Luke Bryan about his My Dirt Road Diaries, his documentary. And Luke, I read someplace that it took you a while to give in to the idea and okay it. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I would say early on when Monaco, my director, was running it by me, I was kind of like bah humbug about it a little bit just because I was like, ah, if we do this thing, I mean, it's, it's, you know, whatever. But, I mean, once I started seeing it being put together um, and, and once we started going back and finding, you know, old, older um, videos from my childhood and stuff like that. It really started being emotional and special. And then once we started seeing all of the footage that Michael Monaco had gotten while being on tour with me, and even that emotion of the backstage area when I won my first Entertainer of the Year was just worth its weight in gold. And so as this thing came together, I got more and more uh, emotionally invested. And now I'm really just invested because I'm excited for the potential to help people heal through tragedy and be inspired through tragedy and the ups and downs in life. So many people deal with that and are going through that constantly. So I hope that they can watch this and and really feel, um, you know, understand that there is a, a light on the other side. That's great. So what will some of your biggest fans find out about you maybe that they didn't know or they'll enjoy in the documentary, Luke? You know, I think the, the, the main focus is the super fans will really, really enjoy seeing the early footage, even me sitting around a, a kitchen table playing guitar. I mean, you know, images of me when I was a childhood, images of my brother and my sister and hearing their voices um, these are things that that you really find special in these moments when you can, you know, um, I, you know, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, I, and I, I would imagine a lot of us are the same way. I mean, nobody wants to be sitting around the house and just start watching home videos just to upset yourself and just have a like a cry day. So when I can, when I hear that, when I go back and hear my brother and my sister, it's really special to hear their voices. And it's special for my kids to hear them for the first time. And and I think, and so when you look at super fans getting to kind of know my, my my brother and my sister who they never really got the chance, you know, this day and age, my brother and sister would probably be on Instagram and stuff like that telling their stories too, and fans could learn that. So I think they'll appreciate getting to know my, my siblings even more. Wow, that's pretty great. So how about the other people that don't know anything about Luke Bryan? What's this going to tell them about you? It shows, the, you know, it shows the world that 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 I wasn't some 
you know, 25-year-old kid that came and scrambled to learn guitar. I mean, I think when you look and you see me at 14 years old uh, playing playing on flatbed trailers and birthday parties and 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 playing in college. And I mean, I look back in, in the work, you know, to be in college, to have a college band. You know, a lot of times my buddies were hanging around college partying and going to football games and stuff like that and going on trips to you know, all this. And heck, I was, I was going up and down the road with a guitar in the back of a pickup truck, you know, playing gigs and, and gigging every weekend. So I think the fact that the fans can see that I put the work in at a young age and I've always put the work in and, and that's essentially what, you know, moved me to Nashville and got me to this point. So I think it's, it's fun. Like I said, I, It's fun for me to go back and relive all those memories because when you're in them, you know, you don't understand that they are building blocks to the next thing. You're just being a dumb kid following your gut and loving playing music. And, I, you know, I think, like I said, you'll learn that I was a student of of country music back then. You know, I was was trying my best to learn how to sing them and play them on guitar and, and I had to because I had to play them at a at a bar later. You know, I had to play them at bars on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Now, growing up, what did you learn from your dad and your mom about life and maybe about business? Well, I think the the parts. You know, my dad is. Um, you know, I have so many of his traits. I mean, he. Um, I would say my dad's ability to to really navigate business and never be a like his navigation of business is always cordial and friendly with people. He was never one of those business guys that that his his route to business was to beat you down. You know, he he was never like you know, he was always wanting to do business with people that he enjoyed the business with and at the end of the day they're better for it. And he was too. He he never wanted to see. He never wanted to try to see anybody else, uh, go broke or 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 force them into something. He was a really uh, polite businessman, and I felt like I try to do my business that way. I mean, I feel like um, he's very peculiar in how he like his hobby stuff. I mean, like his boats look like they're in the Smithsonian. I mean, when when he's ready to go fish, he gets in them and they're... And so if anybody's... If anybody goes and messes with his fishing tackle and it's out... And I'm the same way. I mean, I've got my tackle here and then my boys go in my tackle shed and just destroy it. And then it just... It just makes me want to... Uh, it makes fire come out of my ears. And, and my dad's really, really... Um, he's a friendly person and a really... Um, He's big, loud, and when he talks, everybody, you know, so I got my big, loud voice from him. And then my mama's, yeah, I mean, my mama's very, they're both very social people. Um, And so all of my social attributes and stuff like that come from both of them. But my mama's, you know, it's kind of the the crazy. I guess my crazy is my mama, my crazy and my quirky. (laughs) Listen, how do you like... Being on American Idol, it seems like you're able to take your knowledge and mentor some of these new artists. I don't know. Some people may may look at it as me claiming to be a know-it-all or whatever, but I never go at stuff that way. I, I go at stuff to where um, 
if I have if I have spent my money on something and these things went right and these things went wrong, I want to call a buddy and say, "Hey, man, you know, um, I know you're you're leaning to do this, but when I did it, it went this way for me." And get, you know, here's some advice. And I love that. I love I love um, I love trying to make life easier for people if I can. You know, I never. I never inadvertently, um, um, and so when I, when I, when I look at the opportunity to, um, I mean, I don't want to ever enter into, I think buy dirt would have been amazing for Jordan Davis, whether I'm on it or not. But if just me being a part of that helps get him some more notoriety and helps grow his artistry, um, uh, you know, I don't want anybody patting me on the back for it. I want people celebrating Jordan Davis for writing an amazing song that, that a song amazing enough for for all of this um buzz about you know the the buzz is about was created cuz the song was written right i mean it started with the song he recorded it sent it to me and then we created this beautiful moment together and like i said i mean i put a lot of music out but but when i put when i'm on buy dirt i mean my phone's ringing all the time from an old buddy from way back telling me, I mean, they're telling me good job. Like I had something to do with it. And I'm first thing I said is, Hey, I'm honored to be a part of it. Jordan asked me, I never want to inadvertently overpower the moment for them. I want to, it's always about putting them, putting them first and foremost in the same way on idol, you know, it's like me and Lionel and Katie, I mean, good Lord, what, you know, what, what good does it do us to, for it to be me, 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 me. Well, look what I've done. I mean, it's about it's about these kids and 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 telling them things to help them in life. I mean, you know, when I was their age, I didn't have people giving me likes and comments and telling me I was ugly and I was fat and I was, you know, I didn't have people doing that. I didn't. I'd have people, you know. So we have to combat all that with being more kind on the other end, in my opinion. Now you see why he's such a superstar. He's just a great man with a great heart. Luke Bryan on the Rise Up Country podcast. Maybe Luke's story inspired you to share one with us. You know you can on our Rise Up Country Hope line at 844-717-7774. Or if you want to make a comment, you can on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. In just a few minutes, I'll be back with the conversation I have with Hardy and his song, Give Heaven Some Hell. But first, I remember getting this call from one of the stars of the Rise Up Country podcast, the people who call into our Rise Up Country radio show and share their stories. And this lady was a police officer for a number of years. And I asked her, how did she get through all of it? With people who you pull over, you know they're constantly going to look at you and tell you a lie. Here's what she had to say. Well, you got to look for the good in people. Uh, you can't always go out there and say, okay, I'm after the bad guy. You can't do that. You've got to look for good. And most everybody's got some good in them. If you just take the time to look for it. Um, there's some you can't find it in, but you got to keep digging and keep, you got to find the good in yourself first. Well, you know, Zig Ziglar has a phrase. He said, when you go to find gold, you got to go through a lot of mud to get to it. Absolutely. So you just got to kind of keep on trucking and 
keep the good part of your heart out there and, and let them see what you can do and have the good part in you so that maybe you can bring out something good in, in somebody else. Well, that's a great way to, way to do it. And you always have to keep those police officers in your prayers because I truly believe that's one of the toughest jobs out there because most of the time when they do encounter somebody, those people are going to look them straight in the eye and lie to them. Absolutely. And you got to be a, on your toes. You can't be afraid to put yourself out there. At the same time, you got to use a little caution, a little common sense. And like I said, just keep on digging. See what you can find underneath all that. I mean, there's got to be something there. So if you, if you can keep on... If you look for the good, you're going to find it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've been, I'm 77 years old, and I'm I am now out in the extended law enforcement in uh, security work. I'm like I said, I'm a four foot eleven and weigh about 115 pounds. But don't mess with you. No, <laughs> no, I'm, that's why I've got to kind of look for the good, you know. That's it. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for sharing out with us. You are fun. Thank you. You have a great day now. Bye bye. Bye. You can always share your story on our Rise Up Hope line at 844-717-7774. I got this call from Michael about how God put him in exactly the right place at the right time. Hi, John. My name is Michael. Uh, I was giving you a call. I, I, so I work for a company. I work 12-hour shifts. Um, and normally every other weekend we have to work. But I'm Jewish. But every time I hear your radio station, I hear you on there, and I hear these inspirational stories, it just always warms my heart. And I wanted to call in and say thank you for putting that out there and making sure that people have something good to listen to. Um, but I also wanted to share my story. So I am currently a kidney, survi- kidney cancer survivor. Um, however, uh, I've been going through, I've gone through it probably like three times now. Um, been going through a support group, and I met a girl recently that was 19 years old, graduated high school. She got a full scholarship to Harvard and everything. I mean, she was just ecstatic, was amazing. And one morning, she got a phone call after everything and found out she had stage 3 kidney cancer. <laughs> and it was a really crazy event because I was at the meeting and I was supposed to be doing overtime that day, but I decided, oh, I'm not going to come in. So I went to the meeting, and I think we were sitting down, and there's a song. I can't remember what it but it's a, a guy that sings this song. Um, it's not country, unfortunately. Um, it's called Mercy Tree. Um, and it is an amazing song. And the moment I walked in, she was telling this story, and everybody was amazed because I got to work with her. And working with her was amazing um, because she was really depressed and suicidal. Hmm. Um, And I got to work with her personally for about three weeks. And so we've been working with her. And one morning we were listening to your show and one of the support agents came in and gave us this document that we had reached out to the dean of students at Harvard Law and found out that he had worked with her, with the, the team, to basically put her entire scholarship on hold while she is going through treatment. So the moment she finishes treatment and the doctors clear her, she will be able to come to school. And when we told her 
I think we were listening that morning right after I left work. I go in and I meet with them early, have breakfast. And it was amazing to be able to give her that news. Gosh, that is great news, isn't it? It's a it's a really heartwarming moment that I got to do something great for somebody, especially being in that moment and having such a dark time, knowing that you feel alone, but you're really not. You're never alone. But I think we were listening to your radio, your your show, and uh, the song um, "I Love You This Much" uh-huh. was on, and it was perfect because we got that information and gave it. It was able to give it to her. And she just, she just stopped. She wouldn't stop crying. She was so excited. Wow. Wow, that is absolutely yep. terrific. Well, you know what? That's how this whole show started, because my wife and I were in a position where we really had no hope. And somehow we were able to put God back in the center of our lives, ask to restore our lives, and we thought that, you know, if, if the Lord can forgive us for all that we do for Him, then we have to learn to forgive each other. And that was the beginning of Rise exactly. Up. Exactly. So it's all about hope. And that's a great story. I'm so glad you were there because I always think in your lowest moment, don't give up because God can send you someone. Yeah. Don't know who it I is. Agree. And you I don't... wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like I said, I'm Jewish. My grandparents always believe, though, that part of it is that faith is faith. And my grandmother always said that soldiers in faith join together no matter what. Absolutely. And she said that we have to stand up for one another regardless of whether you believe. You may not agree with my beliefs, and you may not agree with someone else's, but that doesn't mean you disrespect people or you let them down, because God would never do that to anyone. We all have one thing in common. There's only one way we get off of this earth, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for sharing that story, and thanks for listening. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye. Maybe Michael's story brought up one for you. I'd love to hear it. You know, you can go to our Hope Line 24-7 at 844-717-7774. Or you can leave a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country. Or go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. I sat down with this wild and crazy guy. Just absolutely love him and his writing abilities. Hardy and talk to him about his song, Give Heaven Some Hell. Hey, I got to tell you, man, um, you have to donate your brain to science. That is one crazy (laughs) brain. You can take it just about everywhere. I absolutely love it. Uh, (laughs) I've never heard that one before, so I appreciate it, man. I really do. Seems like in all your songs, you're able to take an everyday, ordinary moment and turn it into something spectacular that helps people. Just like in that song, One Beer. I mean, it starts off, they're in a bar, and the next thing you know, uh, they're having kids, and it's a whole life change for them. You do a great job with that. I appreciate it, man. And and I, I will say that's that's number one on my list of why I do this, uh, is, is to help people, you know, um, or make people feel something. And, but, but more importantly to help people, that's, that's a really important thing for me. And, and, um, so I try to think about that when I'm writing and, you know, obviously with my current single, give heaven some hell and just all the messages and stuff that I've received of, you know, of how that's sort of helping people get through, um, you know, the loss of somebody that, that really does my, my soul some good. Um, just because that's that's a huge part of why I do this, you know. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, 
being comfortable in your own skin because throughout all of your songs, you don't mind saying the word Jesus. You don't mind saying the word God. It's just like, how did you get comfortable just putting all those different images in your songs? I don't know. It's just something I've always done. Even like when I first started writing songs and when I just, all I did was had a publishing deal and this and that. And it's just something that came naturally, but um, I've always just, I've, I've known that thing about myself that uh, I write the best stuff when I'm, when it's like authentic, I guess, to myself when I've experienced that, or it's something that I'm familiar with. I feel like I speak that language better. Um, when it's true. And, and so it's always just something that's sort of come naturally. And I'm also not ever afraid to, to go there. You know, I know these days um, it's a crazy time. So yeah. uh, but I'm never afraid to, to go any, any direction. If it's, if it's a true you know thing about myself. Hey, you know, with the song, uh, give heaven some hell. Um, is, is that written about anybody? I mean, that you knew that, that, that did pass. You know, it's not. And I, I get this question a lot. And, and um, I guess my only real true answer is that I have had a handful of, of friends in my life that have passed away early. Um, but I have not. Fortunately, I, I don't have like a best, absolute best friend um, that that I'm singing this song about. And I'm thankful for that uh, oh, just yeah. because I would hate to have to tell that story every time. But um, it's uh, again, going back to kind of what we were saying a minute ago is I've 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 had some second tier or second circle friends that have had, you know, tragic things happen and I've been able to see that and see their best friends and and you know pull from that. And so I definitely know, you know, I know that that feeling. It's it's just that I, you know, I did not write it for one specific person. You know, one of the lines is uh we're talking about the man upstairs and I, I don't know if you're friends with Cody Johnson. But yeah, I know Cody. Yeah, so Cody Cody had his pastor. He kept getting up on stage and going, pointing and going, the man upstairs, the man upstairs. And his pastor walked up to him and said, the guy up, that lives upstairs does have a name. Do you mind calling him by his name at least once in a while? <laughs> that, that's that funny. Was, and so when he tells that story, that, that's pretty funny. My brother was a, a Marine. And the way he was raised, we, we were poor, so we had to kind of be a little bit tough. And he was, he, he was a mean guy. Like, if you looked at him the wrong way or walked in front of his car and shot him a bird, then he'd have to pull over and put his foot on the side of, you know, your head. I mean, he was just mean. But then all of a sudden, one day, he did that walk down the aisle, like in that song, Give Heaven Some Hell, and he came back changed. So then it was like every time it was his house, it was like, hey, man, you ain't getting out of here without a hug. You got to have a hug. Uh, do you know somebody that, that you'd call a change person? No, I do. I, I know a guy back home. I'm, I'm not going to say his name if that's right. okay with you, but I know a guy that um, he was a drug addict and he was living without power in his home. And um, I just the whole thing, and this was in Philadelphia, Mississippi, where – that just doesn't really happen there. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like it's a big city and that's going on all over the place. And um, he had that moment in his life. And uh, yeah. And since that day, man, I mean, just a completely different person. Never, he never came to church. I mean, in the, my 15, 16, 17 years, never saw him in church. And then every single Sunday. Um, yeah. Just a completely different person. It's a crazy thing to see. And I, and I do know other people too. Um, but that's just one that stands out. You know, I think uh, just to add to that, as far as the song is concerned, that um, 
I think it's cool that we shared that moment um, in that song because, uh, you know, especially, <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but, you know, I think a lot of Christians um, would raise a flag of like, how do you know this guy's in heaven? You know, throughout the entire song, verse one, chorus, verse two, chorus is all about this guy being this crazy dude. And so I love that there's that moment in there, that justification, you know what I mean? I think that was such an important part of that song. And, and I think it's such a powerful moment in life and all that, that um, I'm just really happy that that's in there. That's a good. Oh, I thought it was awesome, too, when you walked down the aisle with that guy. I was at a Billy Graham convention one time, and a friend of mine went up, and I went up behind him. I said, are you sure you don't want to just come sit down? You're embarrassing yourself now. <laughs> I love it. Hey, That's man, cool. great talking to you. I love you your too. music, love your personality, and like I say, you're going to have to donate your brain to science. What can I say? <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. I enjoyed it. Talk to you later. Boy, what a gifted talent he is, isn't he? Luke Bryan today and Hardy on the Rise Up Country podcast. If you've got a story that you want to share with us of hope and inspiration, you can on our Hope Line at 844-717-7774. Or a comment to make, you can go to our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. And remember what I always say, no matter how you feel, no matter how low you get, don't give up. Just rise up. I'll see you next time.